Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 4, Episode 6, it's called Legacy. So full spoilers for the episode as always. And this episode takes us to Tasha Yahar's homeworld, in which we meet her sister, uh, who, if you told me this was Linda Hamilton's twin sister, which she does have, in fact sadly, uh, Linda Hamilton's twin sister just passed away this uh, last week. Uh, I saw that oh, headline. Really? I, on, I, I on, didn't see that on Twitter. Yeah, uh, and I knew she had a twin sister because they used her uh, in one of these scenes from the extended version of Terminator Two. There's a scene where she's operating like on his head, and there's like a reflection, but it wasn't really a reflection. It was like just like a little like hole in the wall where there was like mimicking the actions on the other side, and they used her twin sister for the like what you could see That's, partially the reflection. I think it's very convenient for any actor. Yeah, uh, especially if your twin decides to become a stunt person. Like, oh, that's like best case scenario. I know. They'll take one for the team. Uh, <laughs> the team being me. <laughs> but um, yeah, but no, this this woman who plays the sister looks very Linda Hamilton-esque, I thought. She does, yeah. Uh, it was the first thing I thought when I looked at her. Even, not that Linda Hamilton ever had this exact hair, but it's such an like a kind of over-the-top it's... 80s, 90s, early 90s haircut. It is. And, you know, at least they have facial structure. Yeah. Uh, similar, yeah. So, when they said they were going to this planet, right, specifically they're going to a distress call for a ship that's over the top, and this planet's got a lot of strict rules about any, like, outsiders that come in, they'll be shot in sight kind of thing, and because this ship's malfunctioned or whatever, the, these two, these, you know, crew are going down, two in particular. When they said they were going to the planet, and I actually sort of thought to myself, wait, we're going to the rape gang planet? And I sort of said that in my head as a sort of facetious joke because, yeah, they probably thought that line was stupid and they would probably never mention the whole rape gang thing ever again. So, imagine my shock when... Uh, so basically, they've got to the planet, they've been allowed, or they're at least sneaking down to see if they can find the two survivors that have went down and try to get them out of there before they're taken by the locals and uh, it could escalate. Uh, you know, Crusher, Beverly Crusher, Doctor is saying, no, I'm going down with the away team. I'm going down in case there's medical attention needed. This is my job. This is my duty, goddammit. And Worf, being a bit protective, says, no, this is dangerous. Tasha Yar spoke of rape gangs. I was like, they actually referenced the rape gangs. I did not expect a reference to that at all. Uh, but hey, uh, so the actual gist of the episode, though, is that we meet our sister, and kind of an uneasy alliance forms between our sister and uh, the crew of the Enterprise. Data, obviously, at the forefront, uh, kind of playing upon the fact that Data had a close relationship with Tasha <laughs> um, and kind of like, you know, this this trust, maybe she wants to like, ultimately, because she kind of hates her sister at first, she sees her sister as a coward who like fled. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a coward who ran away from the planet of rape gangs, yes. <laughs> How dare she? She How should dare have she? stayed and fought. Yeah. Uh, and it's about her kind of learning what type of person her sister was and ultimately... You know, maybe she'll be tempted to actually take a better path and leave and go to Starfleet and all the rest of it. Uh, but uh, we'll get into the, the, the gist. Did you enjoy Legacy? Some of it. I thought it was a very ambitious episode where mm. I feel like if this had twice the length of time, I could see it being quite good. Mm. As it was, I felt quite rushed. Uh, and quite a lot of problems because of it. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. I I, I think 
the intentions and the sort of the idea that the the crew because ultimately she does betray them and she's actually just wanting to basically weaken some defenses so that all the her like gang not gang maybe that's not the right word but her side of the conflict right because there's like a war going on in the planet between the two factions yeah and her side she wants to like sort of open a door for them so that they can all come in and obviously that'd be bad for starfleet because then starfleet have, have inadvertently assisted in a lot of bloodshed and you know obvious reasons why that's that's not good and that this element for me was quite frustrating because there's a lot of stuff with her kind of getting close with data and seemingly becoming his friend and kind of asking him how he feels and like what it means to him to be a friend if he doesn't have feelings and he kind of explains it in a really interesting way he talks about how he kind of he gets used to people being there and then he misses them if they're not there uh and how he kind of like you know that's how he sort of realizes who's a friend and who's not and at least at this moment where he says to picard that he you know he's become used to her and it kind of it sounds like a really cold thing to say for anyone else but from data it's like oh that's actually quite sweet given the context yeah, there's context to it that's the important part um but it's kind of, i don't know it something about her never feels like we ever for a second think she's not actually just using them so when the moment comes where she turns around and puts you know points the phaser at one of the officers and has this kind of face-off with data it's just kind of like yeah well, yeah it, it it makes them all feel a bit dumb for going along with it i guess and it does they they try and justify it as all we wanted to see tasha and i'm like it's the sort of thing where if this was a 90 minute sci-fi movie that mm-hmm. isn't trek you, you know you take out the the history of the character right and you just you know this is this is your property this is your first movie I could see myself having a lot of fun with it. Not necessarily that it would be a good movie, but I could see it being really fun and grimy in that kind of that you know, that eighties, nineties sci fi way. Sure. Um I I I I do think it could work with the backstory though. I think that that, that yeah. speech that Picard gives to Riker when he because, you know, right the, the Riker's pissed at the, the leader of this faction. He's on the comms at the end saying, Hey blah 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 blah. Uh like how dare you and all this. And he wants uh, Ashara, uh, that's Tasha's sister, uh, he oh, wants well her done. back. Sorry? Well done remembering the name like that. Um, but he, he wants her back, and Riker's like, well, she assaulted two Starfleet officers. Do you really think we're just going to hand her over? And Picard ultimately just shuts him up, because Riker's got into a shouting match. And Picard just sort of says, nope, stop this right now. And... Yeah, the guy goes, you got no jurisdiction. I'm like, he's, he's right, isn't he? Like, shouldn't they just hand her over? Isn't, isn't this what Starfleet usually does? I think it's different because she assaulted some of the the officers, though. I mean, maybe she yeah. she made a deal with them and then assaulted them. Like, I feel like there is actually enough here to say no. She would 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 you not have extradition clauses? Maybe I'm overthinking Star Trek. I I, I don't know. I think maybe I'm giving over, them too much credit. Thinking this a little bit. <laughs> I I feel like this is because it's not like this is not like a prime directive thing. This is like a planet who knows about space and spaceships oh, ab- absolutely yeah. i just assumed they would have some sort of extradition treaties established uh, for things that when this happens can i get, can I get to the point i was trying to make you, you jesus can, christ you can. um and picard makes this speech about how you know we were all filled we all wanted to see something in her we wanted to see some of tasha in her and we were also keen for that idea that we kind of let this slip past us and that's actually a really fascinating thing to explore i i I do actually think there's potential in that that you know in the same way that data because and they do some thematic stuff with data as well where the episode opens with one of you know one of the classic poker scenes where data is getting quite good at bluffing 
and Riker makes this bet with him afterwards to say, hey, I can guess what card you pick, you know, and I'll even make you help me, you know, you know, pick it. And it's obviously just doing a magic trick, right? And, you know, like, you know, the others who are sitting there, you know, tries like Data, I wouldn't trust them. And Data just kind of at the end goes, well, in the circumstances, I win, because you cheated, didn't he? Just kind of <laughs> takes all the, <laughs> all the money for himself. Which, uh, on that, what, what are they gambling for? I don't I, think they had money. I don't in, think it's... Well, it's not real. It's just I think it's just tokens. I think it's just yeah. But what's what's the point then? What's the point of playing poker if you're not betting stuff on hands? Yeah. How do you know who's won at the end of the night? Like no, but like but without any actual meaningful stakes. What's what's the point? It doesn't need to have stakes. People play friendly poker games that aren't for real money. For, most people still play it for some money. Really, after all the poker scenes we've had of this crew, this is your question. It's it is it's 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 something that's you it come up in my mind before, but I've always forgotten to bring it up. And then now it's just kind of occurred, you know I finally remembered. I think it's because it is the big pile of chips that Data's pulling towards him at the end that that makes me remember. It's not uh, a currency. It's just just it's what they've got to represent stuff for the sake of the game. I, like <laughs> this isn't that weird to me. <laughs> I mean, it's. I I could maybe buy it for just the poker game, but when it's here at the end, it's like oh, double or nothing essentially. It's like you know, uh, with with Rikers doing his trick. I, I assume that, just... that has no meaning otherwise. Well, the meaning is to play the game. The meaning is to have fun playing the game. What what are you not comprehending about this? Because okay, so Rikers lost, and he's like, all right, well, I'll 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 bring it down to this magic trick essentially, right? I do this, I take it all. Uh, th- that's not playing the game anymore. This is trying to win his money back. I assume it's just whoever has the big pot, whoever has the biggest pot at the end is is the winner for the night. I, uh, whatever, who I cares? Mean, uh, I I do. This Clearly. is so stupid. Like they just want to play poker for the fun of the game. You're trying <laughs> to pick holes in it because they don't have actual money to gamble. I am, yeah. I'm sure they all just start with a set amount, and they they, they get you know they can't let monopoly. They all get the set amount at the start of the night. <laughs> And then, you know, they bet, and you know, I'm sure that's it. All right. Isn't that weird to me? It, it, it is to me, but okay, carry on. If yeah, but if there was no money in the world, do you think no one would play poker? Did you think card games would just cease to exist because there's nothing to no, bet? No, I, I think they'd, they'd find something else to play for. So I want, you know, like you know, it, it would be different. It wouldn't necessarily be st- you know, money, the, but there'd be there'd be got to be stakes. Otherwise, it takes away a lot of the. This the, is the, stupid. The why why does anyone play chess? Why does anyone play checkers? Why does anyone play backgammon? Uh, why does anyone play backgammon? To play the game, to, for, the, for the competition of it. It doesn't have to be something you win. Oh my god, think, this think, is so stupid. I think card games are a little bit different. Whether the, the drama of the stakes matter. All the stakes of just, I win, haha. Like, it's the same as any other game, goddammit. This is pointless. Why, why do people play. Uh, video game versions of card games. There's nothing you're actually betting in those. Yeah, I, I don't know why people do that. It's weird. It's not weird. It's to play the game. Uh, this is... <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> can we get on with a goddamn review? We we can. Carry on. This is the second time you've, you've swerved us into some stupid tangent in the middle of a proper point. I'll give you this one. The other one, I think, was was more valid. What was I even trying to say? Uh, oh yeah, playing the poker game at the start, the bluffing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the point that I was trying to make is that thematically, this kind of sets up the idea of, you know, like, hey, clearly data, this is kind of a trick. Don't, you know, fall for it. Um, but ultimately, you know, at the end of the, the, the trick, he, he actually, because he's data, says, well, this is how you did this. And he just he talks about what he did with his thumb and how he knew where the card was. And he points out the math. He was aware it. of it the whole time. Yeah. Um, which doesn't happen throughout the rest of the episode. And, you know, a big scene that he has with Raker at the end, uh, the fact it's the final scene, as he goes to him and he says, you know, he says, oh, this this betrayal, you know, is anyone, you know, ready for it? I, you know, I, I was unprepared. And Riker says, well, no one really is. Like, we're all disappointed and we feel kind of sad about it. But, um, but of course, you know, there is, she, she does claim that there was some genuine moments between them. And, you know, she gave, gave him her Suicide Squad bomb that, that Beverly Crusher took out of her at one point. Yeah, apparently. Um, so he's holding that at the end. And it's, it's so, like, emotional at the end with the violin playing and it's the camera sort of in close as he looks up. I was like, you know what? If there's a moment where I'm going to point to and say he feels something, this might be one of those moments. Like, this is feelings. It is. I, I wish it was more deserved, right, throughout the episode sure. with it. Uh, but I agree. The actual, just the moment itself is is well played. Yeah, uh, yeah. The actual because there's some beats here where Riker again kind of interesting because the, they go down to the planet with her twice. The first time, uh, you know, she gets kind of hurt. Riker kind of goes off book a little bit to go save her, and when Picard questions him about it, he essentially admits that Tasha died on his away team, and he's always kind of felt responsible. So there was this kind of idea of not letting it happen to her as well. Uh, he felt this extra guilt. Um, and I thought that was an interesting little touch. The idea that everyone kind of... And I don't know if we needed this, admittedly, because we've actually had a really good episode to kind of send off Tasha again. <laughs> like, we, we did that in season three. But yeah. there is something interesting of having some of the characters here kind of explore how her death made them feel uh, or how they have processed it in time. And how being reminded of her kind of, you know, what that awakens in them. Uh, definitely don't call it a puddle. Yes, there's a whole scene where she's asking how how Tasha died. And Data calls it an entity, but very, very... Malevolent entity. Yes, but very clearly never calls it a puddle. And it, even without calling it a puddle, she's like, oh, she went out like a chump. <laughs> like, I'll never die like that. <laughs> Pretty much. Because she's like, did she at least, you know, die in the glory of battle? No, and, and he's like, was... yeah, yeah, not not so much. Nah, I just kind of wanted to prove a point, so I just killed her without any effort. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was really quite spectacular and how sad it was. Uh, you know, uh, and we also have to talk about. Her. She's wearing whatever clothes for the most part. They put yeah, on a... it's it's very eighties uh, sci-fi street clothes, right? Yeah, even though it's not the eighties anymore. By the time no, this, but that's yeah. still what the that's still the design. Yeah, uh, but they eventually put her in this kind of like cotton onesie blue unitard yeah uh but a bit in the odd side um it, it kind of <laughs> look i don't want to necessarily say that there was some blatant camel toe on the screen but it it, it was rather form-fitting wasn't it yeah it, it, you know like there's a point where she, she's standing the first time she's buried she's standing next to data uh when he's at the computer on the bridge and wharf kind of walks by and he kind of looks at her a bit weird and I think the point of the, the look is that he's feeling kind of weird because he's at Tasha's old post, and that's what she brings up in a second. But my actual thought was that he was going, oh, I better not look down. Oh, there's the, the camel toe. I better not look at the I'm camel toe. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot more shots of her from behind when she was in that outfit. 
<laughs> like it actively like she was actively stood facing away from the camera a lot after the, while she was wearing that and i mm. felt like they they just wanted that on show wait they were i thought the point you were going to make was that they're trying to avoid showing up in the front again no no they just wanted to show from behind because like i say it was fairly form-fitting wasn't it the outfit in general oh okay sure so so there was the camera was glaring at her ass is what you're saying yeah and um, they, they, I, I did feel like they, they were spending a lot of time yeah yeah i think that's fair actually can we talk about how pro- probably the best scene so far to accentuate how useless diana troy is uh early on in the episode when the leader of the faction uh calls them up and he's already met some of the you know like Draker and whoever and he's like hey captain i've got this idea this is tashi our sister and explains that hey i'll send her to you she knows the the layout she can help you blah 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 right and all this all this is happening and it, you know the screen goes off and basically it goes from like P- picard Riker, and then there's someone else maybe it's Worf, but there's like a third character there's like three or four characters in a row who all basically say that this feels skeevy it feels like he's up to something this feels untrustworthy we can't just it goes through like four characters saying essentially the same thing and reaffirming the idea that we all know that we can't trust them it gets to diana Troy at the end who's supposed to be the empath who knows these things he goes yes he's got a, he's got an ulterior motive captain he's, he's untrustworthy i'm like what we all <laughs> knew that, that. <laughs> huge insight oh like all four people who spoke before you essentially said the same thing and then when they say well is that really our sister because he, he could be lying he could this is just this could be some I, random woman i actually really like this point because when we read the description last week it was just oh it's a sister it never even crossed yeah. our mind that it might not be um but the way it was presented in this scene i immediately kind of went this is convenient maybe maybe it's not you know maybe they just yeah, know the yeah. history and they've got someone who could possibly be it so the fact that they address that I, I appreciate it, even if it was actually a sister, that's fine, but just that they considered it. And more to the point, Troy, when she's asked specifically about, is that actually her sister, she says, it's unclear. So thanks for your contribution, Troy. Uh, yeah. you've, you've helped a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually realized when, uh, when, when the sister got up, she's like, I am a sister, though, so you can do a DNA test. And, and, and Crush is like, oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. going to. You've got no choice in it. Yeah. And uh, basically, from that exchange, you kind of know it probably is her then. Like she's not even shying away from yeah, the idea. Yeah, she's obviously confident enough. Yeah. That, and and it doesn't question it again after that. We don't see the DNA test. We don't get all you know the results. It doesn't need to because that exchange was enough to just tell us. No, it is. We can put that out of our minds now. Yeah, and, and everything with the Shara and 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 Data, you know, especially the scene where she kisses him on the cheek. Like, it all just kind of feels like, yeah, she's wanting to l- lower his, like, defenses, even though Data doesn't have them in the same way. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it kind of builds up to that moment where they're, they're, they're going to take the bomb out of her, and she, you know, calls back down to her commander and is like, it's working. Yeah. Um, that said, maybe there's an argument to say that it did kind of work on Data, and that's kind of the point of this episode, is that this, even though it shouldn't work, Data does yeah, have I, enough I... feelings that it did. I think that is kind of the thing. It goes back, you know, like you see that that poke scene at the start where he, he he's very aware of the trick the entire time. He's just letting Riker go through the motions so he can call him out on it at the end and, and, and win, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas it it fails here. He is not aware of the trickery. Uh, this he's he's blinded by emotion by, by this connection to Tasha. Yeah, uh, and that that I think that's a very interesting point. So you mix that with the idea that even Picard and Cole. You know, wanted to see something of Tasha and their potential in her. Uh, 
But when she said, you know, when Data comes to Picard and says, oh, she's considering, you know, uh, you know, coming away with us and maybe going to join the Academy and wants to be in Starfleet, it all just sounds so such a leap for that character that we've, we've been presented with so far to make those choices. Yeah. Uh, the, it just, I never even for a second bought that there was even a chance. And I think if the episode had achieved on our end, like if we'd actually sort of started to think it might be 50-50, like can we trust her, can we not? But it, it wasn't that for me. It was, no, I definitely don't trust her. And I was right not to trust her. And... Yeah, there was never really any doubt yeah. in, in my mind that we shouldn't be trusting her. That it, it, And this is where I feel like the episode need, needed, or the, the story needed more time, I should say. Where, you know, if this was two episodes, we could build that relationship a bit more naturally and, and spend a bit more time on it. Um, maybe, maybe they could convince us that it was possible. And that's kind of the point of the first time to get out of the planet, uh, is that she kind of gains the trust a little bit by being useful on the mission. Um, which is fair. And it's there to kind of establish why they're a bit more accepting after. Because, you know, because Riker definitely becomes a little bit more trustworthy of her after that. And, yeah. you know, so, so the, the pieces are in place. I, I think ultimately the execution is just a little bit... I, I think this is maybe one where the script probably could have used another past you know some more thought into some certain elements that maybe could have been mm-hmm. tightened uh so they could really get to the point maybe you're right maybe it just needed to be a two-parter or something to really make the story work but and i think we're at the point of trek history where it's a bit too early in in the the tv production side of it to have random two-parters just because the episode needs it as opposed to this is the big ones right mm. uh, i think these days if this was being made it's okay to just have two-parters just because it's a two-part story. Um, yeah. If anything, we're actually beyond that now. We're into just everything serialized and two-parts. We are. are I think of... like the closest that I can think of in, in recent history is actually uh, Stargirl. But we just had, oh, yeah, we've got two-parter in the middle of the season because it's a two-part well, story. Well, they were named part one and two. I would question that they don't feel any different from the other episodes. But <laughs> I mean, they had a slightly stronger thematic link. Uh, But... Yeah. So yeah, overall it's an okay episode, but it's not a great one. I I I think that I appreciate what it was trying to do, and I can tell what it was trying to do, mm-hmm. but ultimately I don't think it actually nailed the 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 emotions. It didn't nail the feeling. You know, when it when it was making its big dramatic points at the end with Data, like okay, this is kind of a sweet thing for Data to kind of think about and realize, but I, I didn't feel the weight of it. And it is, I, I think it's notable on that point at the end there where there have been some episodes of trek in the past uh next gen specifically where you know we've, we've not oh, the episode's kind of been okay but then it gets to the point of the end and it hits it really hits its final point where it's like okay it elevates the rest of the episode up a bit um admittedly these are often done with picard speeches or, or some such you know where it, where it has these moments at the end I, I don't think this one was strong enough to do that way i mean it was fine i get what they're doing but and and i understand the emotion of it i just didn't feel it because it you know it, it didn't feel earned or whereas sometimes trek has risen above that feeling and and kind of delivered well, the weight even in a subpar episode i think with this one in particular the concept is really strong but ultimately ashara never feels anything other than the attractive guest star who's here for one episode it never feels like it, it, and obviously a lot of guest stars a lot of characters who show up for one episode and joe trek has a lot of these where they'll have a character or two who pop in just for this one story this never feels like it's beyond that i never i never like forget about the the, the meta tv making side of it and forget that this is 
you know, and sort of get engrossed in the story and what the character's purpose is. Instead, it always just kind of feel like, hey, we've got a we've got a guest star here who's going to focus on the episode and then be gone. Yeah. So, I think that that's the one. If this episode could have sold us on the idea that maybe she was going to leave and come back and you know go to the academy, I think that's the key crux of it. There, if it could sell you on that moment, everything else clicks into place. Everything else works. The betrayal works. Because you never believe that that could actually happen, that she's she's never going to come back. We're never going to see her again. Um, it 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 just doesn't have the the weight that it needs to actually deliver on its story. Yeah. So there you go. That is a uh, legacy. Next time we'll be back with the episode called Reunion, and here's the description on IMDb. When the leader of the Klingon High Council passes on, Picard finds himself in the middle of a struggle for the now vacant position. Picard finds himself in the struggle. <laughs> I, I assume not in a struggle as as a contender, but more trying to help decide between sure. them or something. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. Because Picard's an odd choice for high, high, high commander of the Klingon Council. It would be, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Worf reunites with a past love, only to find he now has a son. Whoa, okay. Do you know what? I'm actually really interested in this to follow up, because this will be the first time we're dealing with a lot of Klingon stuff since the excommunication yes uh so i'm actually really interested to see how it follows that up and and what effect this has on on war for the episode because it'll be the first time you know we've seen him have to try and deal with it a couple of times and that's been really effective but to see it in terms of back in klingon society uh i'm, I'm very interested yes um and as a character we've seen before because i recognize her in the image and i just clicked on her to make sure and it is um, okay. Oh, the actor's actually been in the show twice before, but the first time was a different character. So I, I guess that's because of the makeup. Obviously, makes her very different. So yeah, she can get away with it. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, so now we'll see how the next next episode pans out. Uh, but there you go. That has been Star Trek: Next Generation. That has been Legacy. Uh, so thank you very much for watching and listening. You can of course like on YouTube, hit the like button, helps out a lot, and is a nice, easy, and free way to support us. You can also let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments, and you can support us financially on Patreon.com/slash/MailFlashTV for as little as one dollar per month and get some bonuses for your trouble. Uh, all of that does help. Uh, all the content helps us find new audience members. So please, please do so. And uh, otherwise, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, but that's us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching star trek and remember when it comes to the suspicious by his absence in this episode uh when it comes to the ladies wesley crusher is in complete control unlike Worf, who knocks someone up